Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. So on this week's episode, I want to talk about bad manners with dating specifically. There's bad manners, period. I have met plenty of people in my life who I'm just like, where's your mother and how do I get in contact with her about your current behavior? But this one's specifically about dating. There's a lot of different ways that you can have bad manners with dating. Obviously, you can like you know, talk with your mouth open or like slam the door in the girl's face or whatnot. But, um, there's like the ones that I've experienced are like so much deeper than that. So when it comes to like response time and stuff like that, I don't know. It's so interesting these days because you can reach people so quickly. So that means that you end up feeling a little bit more entitled to their time, even if it's subliminal, even if you're not trying to be an asshole because of how accessible they are and like being like, well, I know you had your phone on you. It's like, well, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I wasn't looking at it. Maybe I was going several hours at a time pretending my phone didn't exist because you know, that's what humans have been doing until 10 years ago. So I have my own personal issues with that. And sometimes I need a double text to like remind me of something like, Hey, what about that thing that you said you do? And I'm like, Oh my God, shit. Thank you so much for reminding me. But it's different when it's like a guy just being like, Hey, what's up? And then, you know, the next day being like, fine, I guess I like, no, won't get a response there. I'm like, okay, well I have like 20 people to respond to ahead of you. And those like pertain to like my career and not this guy I went on two dates with, you know? So clearly I have strong feelings on that, but there's, 
like, so there's that there's, you know, communication and whatnot. Like you don't really owe anybody that. I also feel like when you're first starting out seeing somebody, you owe them respect, but you don't really owe them a whole lot. Like beyond respect. I don't know how much we owe other people. Like I'm someone who consistently spreads themselves too thin because I can't say no to things. And I saw this quote and it was just like somebody tweeting about it, but they were like, my friend the other day, I asked them if they could, um, spend some time with me. And they said, no, I can't because the time that I would spend with you is taking time away from like the time I'd spend with my family. And then another person like posted something similar and they were like, I, not that like, I don't have a single second, like to be busy. They're like, I just don't have, um, I won't be myself if we hang out. Like I, I, I do have a free day, but I'm not going to be the person you want me to be on that day. So like, I very firmly stand behind that, like in, in all aspects, like you owe people respect, you owe people communication, you owe people, you know, a moderate, you know, manners, but you definitely don't owe people your time. So I always get kind of annoyed when somebody that I'm, you know, I was casually seeing would get really aggressive about something like that. I'm like, homie, no. Like, you don't know me like that. Even my best friends don't do that. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm really, really into a guy, I'm most likely going to respond pretty quickly. And I think that guys are really similar. Like, if they want to, they will. And I, you know, and and a lot of girls specifically, and, and maybe, and I've seen guys do it too. A lot of people in general will they'll be like, Oh, well, he's like probably like busy or like maybe he's like doing something or like maybe he's like, I don't know, like maybe his phone died or it's broken. And like, I've made so many excuses for men and then just had it be like, you know, a couple months down the road, just been like, Ooh, <laughs> they just weren't into me and that's okay. And honestly, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. So everything worked out for the best. One of the most impolite things I ever experienced on a date was the time I got stood up. And I was thinking the other day, I tell a lot of stories like several times on the podcast. And so like, I know this might be redundant, but it's also in a different context. So if you've heard this on a previous episode, just this, just listen, because it's like about something different. But this guy and I had like, this was the guy that, um, out of it was about. And he would, I wrote this like immediately after this situation. And, um, he basically hit me up over the holidays. We'd like ended things around Halloween. I was on tour. I got back and you know, it just wasn't what it was before. And he was really, I mean, I could tell he was feeling distant. He'd like cried in front of me. And I think that was like a really, really big thing for him. But like, I mean, his dad got really like sick. So I was like, that's a normal thing to cry about. But I think he was like weirdly embarrassed. And then it was just all downhill from there. Find a man who's okay with crying. Not too much because I don't think anybody should really like it's healthy, but like, I don't like when I'm in a relationship and somebody makes their emotions, my problem every single day. Like they're supporting somebody through a hard time. And then they're also just like weighing like dragging them down with you, if that makes sense. Like if you're impeding on my daily life and I can't do like my normal duties because you're crying all the time, like mm, find a friend or a therapist, a paid friend. So anyways, that's my feelings about crying. But anyway, so it was like a really big deal for him 
to be crying. And so it was just downhill. And um, we got back together over the holidays, sort of. I don't know. He like hit me up while he was back home and he was just like, his sister had just got engaged and he was like, I'm getting older and I feel like I need to settle down. And like, you know, saying all these like nice things about me. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And <laughs> um, so we make these plans to get back to like, to hang out. Like once I got back from spending the holidays with my family and he goes, like, okay, like, I'll see you. I had to play a show that night. So I was like, okay, I'll see you, like, later on tonight. Like, we can do something, like, around, like, 9.30. We were going to watch the new, like, Black Mirror, like, Choose Your Own Adventure Netflix show. And 9.30 rolls around. I text him. I'm like, hey, I just finished my show. I'm headed home now. And he doesn't say anything. And I was like, what? And then it, like, it went through as blue. So I knew he got it. And then I called him. And then I called him again and left a voicemail, but like we'd had like solid plans and we made the plans like, like several days before because we were like, okay, we're like doing this, you know? And it was so weird and I'd never really experienced that. And so I was like, maybe his phone's dead. Like I don't, or maybe like he, like something happened. And then I started to get worried and I feel like that's actually pretty reasonable when you make plans with somebody and then they just completely, you know, drop off the face of the earth. Then homeboy watches my Instagram story. He had the fucking nerve to watch my Instagram story. And so I sent him this like really sassy text and I was like, mur, 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 which like I think was totally justified. And then he didn't say anything. And um, like several days went by. I think I sent him another text three days later. And I was like, dude, I don't know what like you think you're doing here, but this is like literally absurd behavior. And I hope like you don't do this to somebody else again. And um, like then probably a couple days after that, like my sister passed away. And he texted me and was like, Hey, I know I'm probably the last person you want to hear from right now, but you're like, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Like, let me know if you need anything. And I was like, like, and then I responded and I was like, I don't know. I think that you texting me, this is slightly better than not saying anything at all, but like also what the fuck. And like, you have 10 fingers and a phone. You could have just told me you couldn't hang out. Like, and that's where manners come into it. Like, just be like, Hey, you could literally just be like, Hey, you know what? I'm not feeling this. Maybe I I rushed into this whole thing about like, you know, starting over with you. Like we could just not, and I'd be like, I'd be sad, but I'd be like, okay, thanks for telling me. Like, that's that's where you owe people like he did not owe it to me to hang out with me because he said he would he owed it to me to like at least tell me that he didn't want to and so he justified it by saying he was in the hospital when like and i was like what like my friend had definitely seen him at tin roof that week and i was like uh and it, it was just like a lot of insult to injury because you know i already had this stuff going on with my sister and was a really stressful time so out of it was the first song I wrote after I got back from being home for a funeral and stuff. And I was just so exasperated and then found myself projecting my sadness onto this situationship for an extended period of time. Ah, therapy helped me figure that out. But that's like, that's big bad manners, you know? And so that's why I called the episode Stood Up Comedian because I thought it was really funny. I also ended up doing stand up during my downtime when I was making open book, but like not really performing a whole lot or putting anything out, I would do stand up open mics to like stay on my game as far as performing and like, you know, distilling what I'm saying before songs down. It probably helped me with this podcast, but so I was a stood up comedian, amateur comedian, very amateur. <laughs>
I'd really love to like my goal is Steve Martin also did this, but he did comedy and performed at the Grand Ole Opry. And so that's a big goal of mine. I would love to do both and like have a stand up special one day when I practice more, <laughs> have some acting roles under my belt, you know, you know. So standing people up, it's like never cool. It is so much better to just like rip the bandaid off, be like, I'm not into you. It's so much better to do that period. Like there was this one guy I went on a date with and we had a bunch of mutual friends, super cute, very tall, but I got there and there was just no chemistry. And honestly, I was just kind of like, I might be a little too much dark energy for this guy. And I was like, I don't want to corrupt him. <laughs> and so I sent him this text and I was like, cause he asked when we were going to hang out again. Like we didn't even like kiss on the date or anything. And, um, it was like, I had fun though, but it was very platonic. And so I texted him and I was like, Hey, thanks for reaching out. Like, you know, if, if we do hang out again, I really like it to be in like a friend's context. Cause that's kind of the extent of how I feel about you, but I think you're so awesome. And I just like, you know, out of like, just wanted to tell you that. And he was like, Oh my God, thanks so much for being upfront. Like, that's totally cool. Like, let, let me know if you ever want to grab a beer and I've seen him since and it hasn't been weird like at all. So that was just like, just do that. It's so easy. Like, and that's something that's totally acceptable to do over a text. I feel like as well, because phone calls can be aggressive and meeting up and talking about it can be aggressive. But then me and the guy ended up getting coffee and about it anyways. And I really thought I was doing something when he was like, can we get coffee and talk about it? And I was like, let me think about it. Like he knew I was going to do it. I knew I was going to do it. And I just really thought it was being like, just the cool, cool as a cucumber like making him figure it out. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> Another bad manner situation I ran into was out in LA and there was this guy and he owned a, he was like a, a fashion designer and like seemed really cool. I met him on the Zap Raya and I was like, this guy seems like he has his shit together. Me and my therapist were both like, you need to start dating men who are actual adults and not man children stuck in a 27 year old's body. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Let's do it. And so we go on this date and he was like, looked a little bit different in person, wasn't unattractive, immediately started the date by like being kind of rude to the waitress because there was a wait. And I was like, dude, I don't mind. We can just get a margarita and like sit at the bar and wait or just sit at the bar period. And so he was like really rude to her. And, you know, he definitely had like, he had that, like, I have a lot of money. You better earn your tip energy that like, you know, rich dudes have sometimes. And I was just immediately like, Ugh. but we hung out. He was funny. He like, you know, was interesting and had plenty to say. So I was like, okay, cool. And so we went somewhere else after dinner and got, um, got drinks like next door. And it was going really well. And I kind of was like, okay, like it could be in him. I could maybe forgive the waitress thing. Cause he kind of started being a little bit nicer to her towards the end. I don't know. Now looking back, I wouldn't, I would just like walk out on a guy who's rude to the waitress, like honestly, but he like started like making jokes and like touching my arm and stuff. And I'm kind of like, mm. and actually he like touched my arm, like right when we first like met at the first bar. And I kind of was like, like, that's, that's not a big deal. It's just kind of like, oh, maybe wait till like, you know, I know your last name to like touch me. Like, and it wasn't like, you know, inappropriate at that point at all. It just kind of felt like, um, like my bubble had been disturbed slightly. And that was, was like a little mini red flag to begin with. But so as we like had like our, you know, second or third drink and we're at this bar, he started like, you know, putting his hand on my thigh to like accentuate a sentence or like, you know, and then he, um, like at one point 
we're out on the back patio and there weren't a lot of people back there. And he literally just grabbed my face and like shoved his tongue down my throat. And I was like, uh, new. And I like made a joke because like, it, it wasn't that I like didn't want to kiss him. I didn't want to kiss him like that. And then after he did that, I like definitely didn't want to kiss him. So I'm like, you just totally shot yourself in the foot, sir. And it was just a lot at once. And then he had like, he tried to like steal the table, <laughs> the table centerpiece from dinner. Cause he was like, this looks like something you'd like. You want me to steal it for you? And I was like, no, we're in like a really nice restaurant. Like, please don't steal the decorative skull in the middle of the table. No matter how cool it is. I'm sure I could find it at TJ Maxx. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And so that was that was a little bit bizarre. And I was just like, what what did your mom tell you about like what like what did you say, you know? And I think there's chivalry can coexist with feminism. I don't even know if chivalry is the right word, but I think it just boils down to respect it's not like laying your jacket over a puddle and like having the girl walk over it like that is so dramatic and irritating like you are not a knight in you know the victorian not even Victorian. you're not a middle a knight in the middle ages and i just like there's there's a line there like my ex-boyfriend, I remember like the second time we hung out, like we were, he was walking me home and it was raining and he like literally picked me up and carried me over a puddle and I was 18. So I was like, Oh my God, like, it was so cute. And now I'm just like, I kind of walked around. I was wearing sneakers. Like what the fuck, you know? So there's, there's like this line though, because you do want to treat a woman. Well, you do want to treat a man. Well, like there was this one time on a date that, um, I'm, a vegetarian most of the time I eat like seafood or whatever. I don't like to like, I'm very into animal 
rights and activism, but because I'm not a perfect vegetarian, I don't want to like preach at people about it. We've talked about this before, but I'm, I'm mostly a vegetarian and, um, we're at this, uh, Mexican restaurant and there was queso, but it came with chorizo in it. And I was like, Oh, is it possible to get the chorizo on the side so that he can still have some? And <laughs> it made me realize like what kind of women this guy must have been going on dates with because like he texted me after and he was like, when you like said that, like, asked if we could get the chorizo on the side i was like oh my god like she's so thoughtful and i was like no i'm just like halfway respectful about the fact that somebody might want chorizo even though i don't and i'm not about to impose impose <laughs> i'm not about to impose my lifestyle choices on them so you know it was it was really funny but that like shows you like just it's not even okay so maybe it's not even like i think it's like consideration considerationary respect. I know that's not a real thing, but let's just call it that. And so it's just like, that's what chivalry should be. And like opening the door is super nice. That's also like something you should do for a stranger if they're walking in behind you. Like that feels pretty elementary. Walking into somebody's house to pick them up, like that feels pretty elementary. Like if I, you know, cause a date is more formal than just a friendship hang. Like candy can just honk her horn twice and I'll get in the car, you know? <laughs> but like, if you're trying to make a good impression on somebody, like if I was picking somebody up and I was like working with them and it was a little bit more formal, I would, you know, walk up if I felt like that was appropriate. So like on a date, I feel like that's, you know, pretty, pretty important. So it's not this like grandiose medieval situation. It's just like common sense. Why is common sense? so uncommon. Ugh, that should be, that should be another episode. That's a good name. Written that one down for later. But yeah, it's, it's possible to be an empowered feminist and still like expect a man to be considerate. And also like, if you're gay, happy pride month, everybody, like, you know, you should also expect a woman with a woman to be considerate. You should expect a man with a man to be considerate. It, it really doesn't matter with gender. And also like when it comes to paying for things, like, I'll always pull out my wallet and if they offer to pay for it twice, then I put it back. But I don't mind splitting things unless a guy like if somebody was like, oh, let's go to this restaurant. I made a reservation and it's like super expensive. I can be like, mm -hmm, maybe you should pay more because like I wasn't planning on like a $38 entree for a first date, you know, and I've been in those situations and they, they typically pay for it and like. Oh, and then this same guy with the, um, <laughs> the chorizo, he also made a note about because when I met him, I think we'd like matched on a dating app like forever ago, but, um, I'd seen him like at a bar and I was like, Hey, I think we matched on like Bumble or something. Um, and I bought him a beer and like he, like in the same text about the trees though, he was like, and then when you bought me a beer, I was like, she's just like so empowered. And I was like, Oh my God, are you hanging out with like the worst women ever? Like you poor thing. And then he ended up kind of being one of those guys who was like, I'm a nice guy and I never win. And I made you fajitas and like, you didn't even text me back. Like it was this, I could do an entire episode on this two date situation with this guy. And I might, because it was such a, it was, oh my God. I'm like, my mind's spinning and I'm like, holy shit, that was ridiculous. But anyways, so I was just like, like buying somebody a drink is really nice. And like, I think like if I go out on a date and like they get the first round, like I want to get the second, it's like $20 maximum, usually around 15, depending on what, like if you're getting a beer or something, it's like, I can spend $15 on a date. Like, it, it, you know, especially if you like them and you want to have that second drink. I don't know. I'm not weird about paying for things. And especially like being in a relationship now, 
like Sam can't afford to take on another person's lifestyle completely. Like I can't afford to do that either. That's kind of ridiculous to expect of somebody that like you're going to pay for two dinners every single time you go out now. You're going to pay for two people's worth of beer every single time you go out. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Like I have a job kind of, it's coming back. Uh, Can't wait. But like, you know, like I, I could afford to go out to dinner with my friend and pay for it. So like, I'm not going to impose that on somebody else. And it's really nice. Like for my birthday last year, Sam made reservations at this place called the Capward Sea. And it's like this very, very pricey tasting menu place in Nashville. It's really hard to get into. And they'd been closed down for COVID and they opened the day before my birthday. And Sam made the reservations when we've been dating for like two weeks. And that was like back in March. And so he'd had these reservations for forever. And it was like, um, cause he made it at the end of the pandemic. And I think they were like something like we're opening. Anyways, he made it really early in our relationship and it was just so precious, but he got that cause it's my birthday. And that was really nice because it was not cheap. <laughs> and I think that was a big thing I noticed about Sam was just the difference in manners and you know meeting his his parents now and like his family like I totally understand where it comes from and like there is this very chivalrous like you know you open the car door thing which he gets pissed at me because every time he tries to do it in the uber I just like slide like I just grab it myself and then slide over and like he's like I came over here to open the door for you and then walk around and I'm just like yeah but it's just easier if I like scooch like two inches you know so it's funny but he definitely just has really great manners and like knows what to like isn't a dumbass in public like I had an ex who just would get so drunk and just so embarrassing and like we got in a huge fight one time because we were at this really fancy party for this person who invests in musicians careers. And it was like, he was like a really famous producer. And like I was there and every artist who was playing that knew that there was like something on the table that this person could like help you somehow. And like, it was, that was, you know, kind of why people were there and why he'd invited artists in the first place. So I bring my boyfriend and a couple of friends because there was like an open bar and they said to like invite people and he gets so sloshed. I'd had like two drinks because I knew that I was in a professional situation at somebody's like very bougie mansion trying to like, you know, network and, you know, represent myself well. And then my boyfriend gets wasted and like is talking so loud while somebody else was performing. And I like, I wasn't snappy. I wasn't rude at all. Like, I swear to God, because I know it's like, it's kind of embarrassing to be told that you're being too loud. It's like a little awkward, you know? And so I was like, hey, babe, like, you're, you're being a little loud and like, she's playing. And he like, just like the blood drained out of his face. And I was like, okay, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. And so then he was like, I want to leave. I want to leave. And so we leave. I drove home because, you know, I, I think I'd had like two drinks over like three and a half hours. So I was like, okay, I'll drive your drunk ass home. Cause homeboy had five too many gin and tonics. And on the drive home, he's just like freaking out. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I know, I know it's embarrassing to be corrected on your manners in public, but like, to just do and that was like red flag number one and that was sort of the beginning of the end of us but it's it's really nice to be dating somebody where I don't have to worry about that and like even if Sam and I get drunk somewhere like he's still so well behaved 
and I managed to hold my shit together pretty well, which gets me in trouble because nobody can really tell when I'm drunk unless they're close to me. So I can seem like super high functioning and really like I'm about to have my head in a toilet like in an hour and a half. So that's frightening. I've tried to like make note of the number of, you know, drinks I've had versus how drunk I feel because it doesn't, it's more important to like have like a, a line as far as like the literal amount of alcohol you're going to drink. Not like I'm going to stop drinking when I start to feel like me, you know? So there's just, you know, Sam was, Sam was a big wake up call as to like what I can expect from somebody. And also one of the first things I noted about him as well was I was out of town for two weeks at the very beginning of our relationship. And so I was like, I like, we hadn't even talked on the phone yet. Like that was how early it was. And that was also really indicative of the fact that like I missed him so much when I was gone and like he missed me and like neither one of us like I I had a date with the guitarist of like my all time favorite band like all time favorite band and he wasn't like the original guitarist like they're a 90s band so like it was younger but I had a date with this guy I'd been looking forward to it for like two months because we met on Ryan he lived in LA and I literally canceled the date because of how much I like Sam so that was like I was like oh shit I really like this guy. But there was one night like we were texting and he um, waited like, you know, probably like 15 minutes to respond to a text, which like did not bother me at all. And then he texted me and he's like, hey, sorry for my slow response time. Like I'm at dinner with my mom. I'll text you when I'm done. And I'm like, that was so easy. That took him five seconds, you know, and I don't even feel like he owed me that if he, you know, texted me after and been like, sorry, I was at dinner with my mom. But I was like, that's so nice of him to just like explain it really fast because we were in the middle of a conversation. That was just above and beyond. And it's the little things like that that tell you about somebody's character and tell you about what it's going to be like in a relationship with them. And Sam is that considerate on a micro and a macro level. So... Also, he went viral on TikTok today. And um, hold on, I'm going to check and see how many views it has because it's been going up like super fast. And I was like, oh my God, am I accidentally in a TikTok couple? Oh no. <laughs> but um, he did a cover of Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. And okay, let's see. It has, oh my God, it almost has half a million views. It's like 460,000. And yesterday, like, literally less than 12 hours ago or a little bit sorry a little bit over 12 hours ago he had 352 followers on tiktok now he has 12.6 thousand and the comments are so funny and like i'm i'm not like jealous or weird about it at all if anything i think it's kind of validating to like no other people think your boyfriend is hot you know and i saw this one comment that was like god is an artist you're fucking hot and i was like do you mean like god is a musical artist like sam is god or do you mean like god was an artist when he made you the second one i i agree with completely (laughs) it's been it's been really funny so i think he um is putting that out really soon so check it out his name's sam varga he's awesome his music's great and i could not date a musician whose music I didn't take seriously and like actively enjoy because I think if you're going to be somebody's teammate, you have to, you know, literally genuinely mean it when you cheer them on. So, well, thanks so much for tuning in guys. Uh, remember just send somebody a text. If you can't make it just be a like normal, high functioning human being. Like don't be an ass. Don't be an asshole. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't be an asshole. My name is Kayla Shore. This is too much to say and I'll see you next week.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.